Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back. We are definitely going into the Renaissance. Okay, today we're going to talk about the five keys to regeneration and disease reversal. Next week's going to be exciting. We're going to talk about Hashimoto's. We're going to get into different diseases. But if you realize that most diseases are adaptations to either physical, chemical, or emotional stressors, and it, it seems odd that instead of addressing the disease, you address the strength of the body, okay, and you allow the body to work. Now, I got a cool quote from Candace Owens. Quote, experts told you if you complied with the lockdown, censorship, mask, and vaccination, life would return to normal. Conspiracy theorists told you COVID was never going to end and the governments would use it to usher in a totalitarian new world order. Who do you believe now? Oh, there's a, there's a challenger one. <clears throat> now, we started, we still have the old YouTube channel, John B. Cairo, but we do have True Health Tuesdays with Dr. B., um, because we're being censored. Those of you that are supporting the Dr. B VIP site, thank you. God bless you. And it's the drbvip.com. Now, you're going to get the handouts, PowerPoints, everything. But also, the last Thursday of the month, and this is going to be next week, um, we have our apprenticeship program. And it's a 60-minute long lecture with 30-minute Q&A. Although last time it went about an hour and a half for the Q&A. Um, I think you're going to like it. I mean, I've got some really good reports on it. But learning how the body works is freaking amazing. And then we have uh, the Extreme Health Academy. Got to work for five hours this weekend and doing videos for them. Um, but I think we've got another one coming up next week, another two-and-a-half-hour webinar. Um, Extreme Health Academy. I'm telling you, I love their site. Now, I'm going to start it off. Because if you're dealing with um, a medical doctor, um, they're going to say the science, okay? Um, this, this is like it's chiseled in stone. Like you need this drug for your blood pressure because blood pressure must be this number. And that number never changes. And science is always right, okay? Except that's completely wrong. The science is always changing, always um, adapting. There's a really cool book called The History of Nearly Everything by Bryson. And um, what's amazing is it goes through the history, and I mean history. We're talking the, the 1200s, 1400s, 1500s, but on how they viewed science, like how they viewed where the moon came from or how old was the earth or why do we find seashells on top of mountains. And the experts came up with the most brilliant ideas that were completely friggin' wrong. And I'm talking brilliant experts, like um, Newton was wrong about some motion of the stars in certain um, processes. Kelvin, okay, I mean the Kelvin, the, the temperature guy, this guy, discoverer of multiple, multiple things, was completely wrong about others. Uh, so when people look at the religion of medicine where they're saying everything um, is this way and we're the only ones that are right, here's an article at a Medscape yesterday. Quote, uh, the title of the article is How We Treat Acute Pain Could Be Wrong. Um, quote, <laughs> treating pain with anti-inflammatory medications like ibuprofen or aspirin may promote pain in the long term. Uh, what we've been doing for decades not only appears to be wrong, but appears to be 180 degrees wrong. You should not be blocking inflammation. You should be letting inflammation happen. That's what stops chronic pain. 
Inflammation is nature's pain reliever. End of quote. Uh, isn't that interesting? Because last week we were talking about inflammation. Um, not saying that we influence the article, uh, <laughs> but when we talk about inflammation's healing, and then Medcapes comes out with an article that says, well, you know, inflammation might be really good. Okay, so here's what you need. And anything, and, and, and look at your body in a totally different fashion. Your body is an ecosystem. You're traveling through our planet, and, and you're going to live to 120 years. If healthy, dynamic, you're going to have a massive experience. There's five keys or five things that you have to do in order to maintain your body and to keep regenerating it. Number one, assimilation of nutrients. Your body needs nutrients to build cells, fuel activity, and repair damage. That's it. So you have to take in nutrients that are going to become your body. And I want you to have that, that, that soul, soul-wrenching, like, oh my gosh, everything I put in my body is going to become my body. So you're not going to be getting the burger from the, the gas station. Just get gas from gas stations. So assimilation of nutrients. You've got to take in the nutrients and break them down. Excretion of waste. This is respiration, perspiration, pooping and peeping. If you're not excreting the waste, waste builds up. And guess what attacks waste? Viruses, funguses, bacteria, yeast, molds, parasites. Those, their all job is to take care of waste. Growth. Your body needs to grow to a maximum size and dimension. And this is based on the DNA. So that is the blueprint of your body. Reproduction. The body is always reproducing itself. Like your skin is brand new every 28 days. Your, your blood cells are brand new every 120 days. So reproduction is huge. And then adaptations. Your body needs continually to adapt. So five keys, assimilation of nutrients, excretion of waste, growth, reproduction, and adaptation. Anything that you do <clears throat> in your world that helps any one of those five things um, will help your body um, thrive in this planet. And just think of it. Assimilation of nutrients, excretion of waste, growth, reproduction, and adaptation. What if I decide to put a mask on my face? Does that help with elimination of waste? No. Does it help with assimilation of nutrients? No. Does it help with adaptation? No. Reproduction? No. Growth? So that's foolishness. And right now you could be saying, oh, oh but it, it, limits, it limits germs. Well, germs don't cause disease. A weakened immune system does. And that's an immune system, a system that has more waste, that has a problem with one of these five aspects. Now, everything reverts down to the automatic nervous system. Your body needs constant sensory input into the brain so the brain can adapt and send information down. It's called a safety pin cycle. And you need that constant flow of information. And someone will call it an innate intelligence. Chiropractors pretty much coined this or, or popularized it. <clears throat> One part of this nervous system keeps you alive under stress, and that elevates blood pressure, blood cholesterol, stress hormones. The other part regenerates tissue. You can't have both on at the same time. So you have to look at the automatic nervous system. And one of the things, we're going to talk about how stress kills. 
I mean literally stress killing. Now, this is hugely important, particularly when you're talking about um, physical, chemical, and emotional stressors. And that is literally the key to how the body regenerates. If you're in physically stressed, your fight or flight mechanism is going to be uh, activated. If you're chemically stressed, your fight or flight system is going to be activated. Uh, so it's if you're not dealing with stress effectively, your body's going to be misdiagnosed with with high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, or high cholesterol. None of those are diseases. Bowel disorders are not diseases. They're all adapting to chronic stress. <clears throat> now, there actually is a mechanism for stress on how stress kills. Now, this is hugely important because if you've ever seen a movie where you see somebody who has a heart attack, okay, bam, they have a heart attack, they grab their left jaw, their left arm, that's because the left trapezius uh, is connected up to the left diaphragm, and this has to do with, with embryology. So you irritate the diaphragm on the left, the left trapezius spasms out. That's why you have those heart issues are equated to left arm, left jaw. Gallbladder is referring to the right trapezius. So now think of this. <clears throat> the nerves that supply the heart come out of the top of the thoracic area and the, and the top of the cervical spine. Under physical, chemical, or emotional stress, the liver has to work harder because it has to produce these stress hormones. So it increases, increases, increases in tone, pulling these, these vertebrae over to the side. Now, eventually, and we'll see this, we'll see this in 100% of people with pacemakers, they have a rotation of T1 through T4, and we're talking 80 to 90% are to the left, or I mean to the to the right side with a right buckling, but we can also see that same area is going to be deviated to the left with with different spinous rotation. But the most common is going to be from that chronic activation of the liver based under stress. So under physical, chemical, or emotional stress, your body secretes these hormones. <clears throat> adrenaline, cortisol, epinephrine, norepinephrine, and, and that increases the tone of that muscle. The center of that muscle is the, the T1 through T4, which is the nerve supply to the heart. So eventually, those vertebrae get rotated over so far, bam, it fires a sympathetic charge down into the heart, putting the heart in ventricular fibrillation, stopping the heart. So, I mean, that's huge. So when we see that rotation, that's dangerous. When we see no rotation, that's safe. Now, one of the things some doctors know, I can't say all doctors, because most are just um, symptom drug Pez dispensers. Number one, there's an innate, inborn intelligence in the body. The body is self-healing and self-regulating. That means that you can eat that apple, banana, or cantaloupe, Okay, and your body can break it down to protein, fats, and carbohydrates and literally build a human being out of it. Now, 99% of disease symptoms are really adaptations to physical, chemical, emotional stress. Now, genes, gene expression versus gene. Genes haven't changed in 60,000 years. Gene expression, whether you're going to express that gene, is completely different. <clears throat> And then you perceive your, nerve, your environment through your nervous system. So if you think something is dangerous, then your body is going to respond with 
shutting blood supply down the gut or elevating heart rate. If you think something is safe, then the body is going to respond with joy, okay, with good immune system. So that means that most of the diseases, and I'm talking from low back pain, neck pain, erectile dysfunction, multiple sclerosis, breast cancer, high cholesterol, fibromyalgia, none of those are diseases. They're all adaptations to toxicity or deficiency. The segmented medical system that we have where it's literally the gastroenterologist is not going to be talking to the psychologist, even though neurotransmitters are produced in the gut. The nephrologist, I just had a a gal with kidney issues, and her doctor said, oh, yeah, it was taking vitamin C that caused kidney failure. It's, are you serious? I mean, these people make stuff up to the incredible and ignorant. Um, So we can't look at separate um, systems. The body functions as a whole. And I'm going to bring up a couple of patients. Okay, one who has, well, she was taking 19 different medications, and eight of them daily, and then 11 of them has needed, (laughs) which is like mind-blowing. And so how, how often do you think someone is suffering from a lack of medications? Now, anything that damages the gut and medications all change the gut flora and damage the gut. This is the enteric nervous system. It's the second brain. 90% of the nerves, I mean, you've got, you've got the vagus nerve that comes down there that is responsible for gastric motility, excretions, everything. That's only 10% of its functions. 90% of those nerve fibers are sensory, so anything you put in the body. So assimilation of nutrients is the most important thing that you could possibly do. This is why people would pray over their food, to thank God who provided it, or thank God for giving them the strength to do the work to provide the food. Also, that food becomes you. So assimilation of nutrients, this means you've got to have healthy gut function. This is why when we talk about 90% of the nervous system or 90% of your immune system is located in your gut because you've got to get those nutrients. Now, anything that damages the gut, and this is antibiotics, um, glyphosates, uh, toxic wheat products, um, medications, or stress, and that's going to cause you to not have that assimilation of nutrients. And then also, the gut is excretion of waste. And we're looking, when you look at anybody who's um, died from the flu, they were not healthy people. I'll tell you that. They had anxiety, poor sleep patterns, um, were taking multiple medications. And even in the current um, world health fiasco, um, that if the person that died from the current virus that was has been popularized, even though it's no worse than the flu. And the experts now are saying, yeah, you have to live with it just like the flu. Okay, so it is just like the flu. To die from it, you had to have 3.8 comorbid conditions. That means that these people had um, bowel disorders, so they had a problem with assimilation of nutrients and waste. They had high blood pressure, so they had thickening of the blood. They had, you know, 3.8 comorbid conditions. Name the condition. Obesity. Okay, that's going to be weight in the belly, seat, and thighs. Now, I've got a patient um, who, and I'm going to bring up her case study. 
She came to me a few years ago with a grapefruit-sized ovarian cyst while she was pregnant. And the doctor said, look, we'll remove the cyst, but the kid will be born deformed. Uh, we'll, um, we can abort the kid and take the, the tumor. And what she wanted to do was have the kid and get rid of the tumor. So she wanted the best of both worlds. Well, you know, I couldn't take an x-ray of her, but at the time I had a diagnostic ultrasound. And sure enough, we checked it. She did have a tumor there. Then we adjusted the area of the body, thoracolumbar junction, the, the pelvis area, um, her neck area, to get her out of that stressed state because the body forms tumors. And, and think of a tumor, not just in this case, but the body forms tumors to wall off toxins. And so this is why a lot of health experts say, for goodness sake, don't biopsy because you could spread those toxins that the body's been walling off. Then the location of the tumor is hugely important. So to have a tumor, the ovaries and uterus, that means that she's been exposed to some type of estrogen, like pesticides, um, endocrine disruptors are mainly estrogen-based, and this is in glues, formaldehydes, plastics. So her body had some kind of toxic environmental influence. And, and sure enough, getting her adjusted, the tumor literally started to shrink. And we've seen this over and over and over again. So the body has growth. Now, anytime you're giving a child, okay, um, food, nutrients, health, their body grows to a maximum size, dimension, shape by the blueprint contained in the DNA. We're not going to talk about um, gender or anything. Just know that human beings have been growing inside of moms for a real long time. So assimilation of nutrients, excretion of waste, growth, hugely important. Oh, and by the way, the, the, her name was Susie, the, the mom. She got a beautiful baby boy when she was born or when the Eli, little Eli was born. Um, there was no tumor. Okay, and that's, I always say it's, it's not our technique. I move the bone, God does the healing. Now, reproduction. I'm going to bring up this case of this 80-year-old gal who was taking Omprazole, which is the antacid, and a leave, but she was taking lots of supplements. Now, the body reproduces itself on a continuum, always, always reproducing cells. You're a cell-producing machine. And if your body breaks down faster than builds up, that's called a lack of ease. If your body builds up faster than it breaks down, that's called health. So you literally, if you take in the right nutrients, get your body um, sleeping so you can regenerate, work your body so you can work and strain the muscles and joints, your body lives. That's how you get 80 years old and healthy. And, now, and that's reproduction. And then adaptation, hugely important. Now, you're going to see some crazy um, things coming out. I mean, it's, it's, you know, when you're going to take over a world, you really have to change the psychology, so you have to control the uh, narrative. This is why the censorship is, is just incredible. Um, so when you think that a human being adapted to the Arctic and adapted to the Sahara, so it's not climate change that's going to kill us. It's climate change can change the water usage. It can change food production. It can change a lot. But if you start seeing things 
like there's more strokes and heart attacks because of climate change, um, that's insane. Your body is continually adapting to its ever-changing environment. Uh, this is why if you move up to Denver, Colorado, okay, 5,000 feet high, um, your brain and body is going to sense low oxygen in the air. The kidneys are going to produce more erythropoietin so that they can produce more red blood cells. And then that is going to cause the red blood cell content of your blood to go up so you can adapt to that environment. If you come down to Los Angeles or Southern California, which is you know a couple hundred feet above sea level, you're not going to require that. So your red blood cell count will go down based on the environment here. Cholesterol levels go up in the winter. They go down in the summer. So there's a lot of adaptation that your body does all the time. And just think of this. I mean, if you have somebody who's diagnosed with high blood pressure, thyroid issues, um, difficulty in, in chewing or swallowing food that's called reflux, and they have pain, are they feeling good? Or are they suffering from a lack of blood pressure, thyroid, and antacid medications? You know, it's foolishness. When you start to see the idiocracy of giving us a drug for a symptom, um, it's mind-blowing, mind-blowing, when you realize that the drug can have serious negative effects. I mean, serious. We're, we're talking 130,000 people a year, and this is, that, uh, this is an estimate that's five years old. They die from the right drug at the right time in the right dosage, and they're taking it correctly. These are not overdose dosage. So treating a body with a chemical does not make a body healthy, wealthy and wise. Okay, we've got to find out the actual source of this. It's like when you look at Parkinson's. Parkinson's, um, you can say it's from low dopamine. i got to tell you, 100% of the people with Parkinson's are going to have some type of um, trauma with the brain. Even the medical literature says 9 out of 10 Parkinson's patients had an incident of trauma before the onset, and it's usually less than 10 years. And movement, the, the symmetrical movement, the hand shaking, the foot shaking, the head shaking, movement generates dopamine. Movement adds more stimulus up to the brain. So when you're working on somebody who's got um, Parkinson's, You've got to get symmetrical activity to get that brain to fire off correctly. You've got to heal the gut. You've got to get massive stimulus up to that brain. You've got to look at dental detoxification because if there's root canals, if there's some kind of low-grade poisoning, that's going to negatively affect you. And that's literally why we have the clinic in Mexico. I mean, we've got the best dentist in the world down there, best Huggins Protocol dentist. Um, and if you have heavy metal toxicity, which is a poison that's going to affect the nervous system, um, you've got to get that corrected. When we look at lupus, and this is these are autoimmune conditions where the body is supposedly attacking itself. Really? Why? So when you ask the medical community why the body is attacking itself, and they throw their hands up in the air, and they say, we just don't know. Or if they're really bad, they'll throw their hands up in the air and say, it's genetics. Okay, well, genetic and genetic expression, huge difference there. 
Okay, so when you're looking to have the body um, heal, um, you have genetics. Your genes haven't changed in 60,000 years. And if you look at relatives, relatives who have the same mom and dad or the same grandparents, do they have the same disease rates as you? Or what caused them to suppress their genes? What caused you to express your genes? Because you could have HLA-B27, which is super common in a number of different disorders, and never express it. You could have helicopylorus, which is a bacteria in your gut that some doctors are saying it's responsible for um, more than half of the world's stomach ulcers, except more than half of the world has it, and they don't have stomach ulcers. So why is it causing a challenge in some and not in others? Why is, you know, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory use? We started the talk off with their changing their, their science that they've done for decades to control symptoms of pain with an anti-inflammatory and shows out it damages the joint. So look at things that are in harmony with your ecosystem. This is, I can't express it, how important this is. So there is an absolute change and shift uh, in, in thinking. I mean, if you look at the allopathic model, when I say one size fits all, is that true for vaccines? Absolutely. Everybody gets the same shot, no matter what. Is that the same for medications? Oh, yeah, everybody gets. You get a blood pressure drug um, of the same um, strength, whether you're a 150-pound human or a 400-pound human. Okay, You're, you know, there's no individualization. And so the allopathic model is a symptom must be controlled with a drug. Okay, and they're not talking about lifestyle. They're not talking about anything. Now, health freedom means that you will be responsible for your own um, health. Uh, think of how wild that is. You are responsible for your own physiology, your own everything, everything. So health freedom, this is individualized care. This means that your blood pressure is going to be gauged on what you're doing. If you're dehydrated, if you're hydrated, if you slept good, if you didn't sleep good, your cholesterol levels go up in the wintertime, down in the summertime. They go up when you're stressed. They go down when they're not. So it's no longer a blood test and a label. This is the, the, the most important aspect that you can understand is that the world is radically changing, radically changing. And this whole allopathetic model of, of everybody gets the same blood pressure, everybody gets the same um, uh, medication, everybody has the same cholesterol levels, uh, no matter what time of the day, everybody has the same blood sugar levels. Oh, if you're fasting, oh, if you're not fasting, you know, crazy. Because we've, we've come to the sickest, most drug population on the planet. Now, you can ask yourself, vaccines. Oh, vaccines are horrible. Or, you know, they're, they're, the, the, they're the wonderful. They're safe and effective because that's the narrative. Um, really, are they? So when you're looking at vaccines, and there is a boatload of information out there on the pro side, they are suppressing the thought-provoking, science-based side that says that not everybody should have 72 doses of 17 different vaccines before the time they're 18. Uh, 
Um, so does everybody need three DPT shots? And why are, is the diphtheria, tetanus, and pertussis together? Could you separate them out? What about tetanus? Do we need five tetanus shots? Do we really? Does that make someone healthy? Um, and then you can think about the scientific method on vaccines. Well, has the placebo-controlled trial studies like coached postulates, okay, mm -hmm. which has been around for 100-something years to identify the causative factor of diseases. So individualized care means you decide which vaccine that you want to get based on your risk of disease and your risk of the therapy. So if you're going to get a shot for chickenpox, that reduces the amount of chickenpox you get, but then it increases the response to shingles and a number of other things, then that might be a challenge. If you know that measles, 4 million cases a year before the shot came out, 400 died. That means 3,995,000 people didn't have an issue with it. So wouldn't you look at the health of those 400 who got measles? Because if you actually catch measles, you are protected from certain lymphomas, certain cancers, and you could pass on that protection to your offspring. So there's a benefit to getting certain in, uh, diseases. And so, you know, that's why when you're deciding on should we go along the way with things have always been done? Well, it hasn't always been done. We're in a 100-year experiment where the medical world is taken over by the pharmaceutical industry and they're taking over the media and the government trying to sell you their products. So this is when we take a stand and say, no, my body is not going to assimilate. It's, it's not going to eliminate. It doesn't require a beta blocker or ACE inhibitor or an antacid or a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory reliever. That will make me healthy. This is, it's time to take our health back. Does Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate, God bless you, and I love you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.